Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast about news, reviews, shows, flashes, speedsters, everything. Because you know why? Grandma Esther is awesome. That's right. It is Grandma Esther's eggnog-induced Christmas call-in extravaganza, part four. With me as always, you know him. I love him. I really do, guys. His name is Matthew Bell, and he is here tonight. Bell, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing all right. I uh, managed to get infected by one of our other arch nemesis. This is winter cold oh ye old winter cold man it'll do it it'll do it to you but you know the best way to combat the winter cold eggnog eggnog especially the way grandma esther does it and that is with a little bit extra bourbon and by a little bit we mean a lot bell what are you drinking tonight Oh, some eggnog. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I got to tell you, after years, literally years of you telling me about these kind of pre-made eggnog mixes, I'm doing it up that way tonight, man. I actually picked up one of these uh, pre-made eggnogs, the brandy, the whiskey, uh, the nog, and it is delicious, my friend. I'm not sure that the serving size is half a bottle, but that's about where I am. So it's going to be a fun night. Uh, yeah, they're good, right? Then you can always add more brandy to it, you know? Yeah, this is very true. Now, I got to tell you, Matt, before we get things started and get things kicked off here, we need to educate the people. Uh, if this is your first ever Grandma Esther's eggnog-induced Christmas call-in extravaganza or your first ever live Flash TV Talk call-in show, here's how it works. We got a little drinking game we do here, and that is every single time that we lose Bell during the whole call-in process, you take a shot. And pretty much what's going to happen is, is we're all going to get hammered because it happens every call, sometimes twice on a call. Every single time. I mean, just at this point, you just expect it. So have your nog, have your whiskey uh, at the ready if you are of age to partake and enjoy partaking in such things. Now, Bell, also, I want to make mention of the fact that it being uh, the Christmas season, the holiday season, you know, we sent you over a little something in the mail. Did Santa happen to deliver anything for this very special occasion? Santa did, but uh, he needs to send me more. Oh, snap. All right. So <laughs> what what'd you get, Bell? Well, I got some delicious assortment of Christmas cookies here. Yeah. And uh, they are they are quite delicious. Well, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to uh, my, my lovely family and we were talking about what, what were we going to do for Bell for Christmas this year? And, I, and you know, we, we were kind of kicking around ideas and my wife pointed out that every single year for Grandma Esther's, this, this uh, holiday tradition here in the podcast uh, industry, uh, certainly this little tiny corner of it, um, you know, we get together, we have fun, we drink nog on air, and I am always enjoying these homemade cookies. My wife thought you could enjoy some as well. So, man, I, I hope uh, I hope that you are enjoying them. They are made with love and lots and lots of sugar. And they are delicious. Excellent, man. All right. So this is a call-in show in the truest sense of the word. Uh, and that means that we are going to be relying on you guys heavily tonight. So we want y'all to call in. Here's how you do it. Potisteri on air is the Skype handle that we are currently using. I'm going to put that in the chat right now. All right, so here's the way it's also going to work. We are going to talk about whatever it is you guys want to talk about. If you want to talk about your thinker theories, if you have got an idea of where you think the season is going next season, we want to hear that. If you think that you have figured out exactly how this whole, uh, you know, speed force time travel thing works, we want to talk about that. Uh, if you want to talk about the DCEU, we'll talk about that. And hey, if you want to talk about, I don't know, pretty much anything, we'll talk about it. You want to talk about uh, eggnog recipes, we'll do that as well. One thing we will not talk about tonight, and I want to be very clear about this, no Star Wars spoilers. Um, 
Luke is no stop stop <laughs> don't see this is the thing people make jokes but like I don't want I don't even want the jokes man I don't I don't want any spoilers we are uh, you know obviously we're recording this episode just a, a few days before Star Wars uh, goes live I don't want to know anything and the internet is like the worst right now when are you going to go see it I'm gonna go see it on Friday at noon I'm taking a day okay well I'm gonna go see it Thursday night, so I'll be sure to spoil everything for you. No, no, not yeah, at happening. all, sir. No, I was actually I was talking to Derek Russell of uh, the Starkville podcasts over there, and uh, and he actually he was telling me that I should be glad that he is not a millionaire because otherwise he would buy up billboards on my way to work on the the following Friday with Star Wars spoilers yeah. splattered everywhere. So that's actually a good idea. I should do that. Yeah, except you don't have money either. This is this is this is why it's yeah. really good. I don't know anybody with money. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's such a good idea. I'm telling you, man. It's uh it's it, it it's it's evil is what it is. Hey you guys, can you hear me? Hey, what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, yes. he is here, Daniel G in the house. Dan, how you doing tonight, man? Ah, pretty well. I just got back from the gym. So Look look at <laughs> you being healthy as we're sitting here drinking and, and eating cookies. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> Uh, don't worry, I was going to start any second. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. Well, we are halfway through this first season or this fourth season of The Flash. Uh, what are you thinking so far? Uh, I'm enjoying it a hell of a lot more than season three. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I was actually thinking about this earlier. Um, w- right now, and I know we like to be positive, but if you had to rank the worst season, does season three kind of fall into that category for you? I would say so. Um, you know, season one obviously was amazing, hooked everyone into the show. Um, you know, season two, pretty, pretty good. Um, season three was kind of like, you know, kind kind of suffered the same problems Arrow suffered in its third season and season four seems to be a return to form. Yeah, man. Bell, what about you? What do you, what would you say is the, uh, the worst season? What, what, what falls on the naughty list for you? Man, that's difficult, you know, because it's one of those things where I think they changed what they're going to do at the second season of flash midway through it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, you know, that, that was kind of weird uh, a little bit, but, uh, you know, the future flash thing and then the evil Barry thing. And, um, um, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was, yeah, I, I, I'd say that season three is probably the weakest thus far. So for me, it's definitely season two and it really, you know, I've, I've talked about it before, but it really is about how Jay Garrick was played on the television series. I just, that that just kind of taints things for me overall. I'm not a big fan of uh, the direction that went. And Bell, you're right. They they started in one direction. They clearly kind of went in another in the in the second half there, and and it just kind of was what it was. But yeah, so season two was kind of the weakest for me, despite there was a lot of the, about that season I loved. Um, but yeah, man, this 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 season has been a return to form. We got a, a new villain, somebody who is not a speedster. How have you been enjoying the thinker, Dan? Uh, I, I think the thinker is a great villain. Um, he kind of reminds me a lot of actually Prometheus from last season of Arrow, where mm. he keeps everyone guessing. And uh, I mean, that's kind of why we watch these shows because we want to be entertained and we don't want things to be predictable. And that's exactly what the thinker is. Man, speaking of Prometheus, uh, you know, we, we got a Prometheus of Earth X during the crossover, and uh, Bell and I were we were a little bit uh, a little bit in the dark with how some of the other other franchises were. Uh, introducing the uh, the Elseworlds characters because we we haven't been up to date on Arrow and that sort of thing. Are you up to date across the board? Um, the only show I don't watch anymore is Arrow. Actually, oh snap! Okay, when, when did they lose you? Because you apparently watched last season. 
Um, I did watch last season, and I kind of waited until the first episode of season six to start to, you know, kind of hear the feedback. And based on what I heard, just wasn't a direction I was interested in following. And from my understanding, it's continued down the path that uh, season four took, which was actually when I originally stopped the show about halfway through that season. Yowza. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I did read an article uh, about the official Arrow Reddit changing or Reddit, a fan Reddit changing its subreddit into a Punisher feed. Uh, Bell, did you hear oh, about yeah. this? No, that's hilarious. They they like are officially just done. Yeah, well, so they did this once before with uh, with Daredevil. Uh, the frustration and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Dan, but I think it was season three. Uh, that really just did not go in the right direction for for Arrow, and, uh, no, and it was it was season four actually season four. And so during that season, the subreddit actually changed themselves to a Daredevil subreddit uh, out of uh, <laughs> just I guess blatant uh, uh, frustration with the way things are going. The internet is very torn on Elicity, and so based on where Elicity stands at any given time, it seems. Portions of the internet is uh, is thrilled, and other portions not so much. Uh, do you think that's a fair assessment, Dan? It's a very fair assessment. Um, I, I personally am a, one of those fans that is not a fan of the illicit relationship, and it's not so much because of you know. Oh, but there's some people that say, "Oh, I can't stand the actress," or this or that. For me, it's just how it's been handled in terms of writing. You know, you know the way Felicity is written on Arrow. When she was originally introduced, she was a fun, interesting character, and but Oliver was still able to do things on his own. Uh, if you remember the pilot, he was able to hack into this guy's bank account with an arrow that he created and distribute several million dollars back right. to people that he had stolen from. Uh, Oliver can't seem to tie his own shoes anymore without Felicity helping him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, shots fired! Uh, send your emails to uh, to Dan G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, but you're exactly right, man. That's um it, it, that the relationship kind of taken center stage kind of took took me out of that series as well. But one of the the DC TV properties that I've been most interested in possibly getting back into is Legends, man. They've been killing it uh, on Legends this season, I think. I mean, that's just my perspective from somebody looking on the outside, but what do you think? Oh, yeah, they, they've been killing it. Um, you, you know, it's the thing, they've just embraced how ridiculous the concept is and just gone full bore into it. Um, you know, when the show was first introduced, they were like, you know, they were tied to the Hawks, and, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of made the seat, the first season kind of rough, but since then, they've realized, hey, we have this misfit group of characters in a time shit that can just screw with history and try to fix things in the worst possible ways. Let's just make that the show. <laughs> and yeah. that, I mean, uh, Legends, Legends is definitely the best show on television right now. They took it to the next level this last past week, having a Furby be a Viking god. That just that, yes, Bell like that. That I, I get it now. I didn't before, but I get it now. I know, right? It's just it's the best thing on television. It's just so insane and they just embrace it completely and it just makes it so much fun. You know, it's like you, you can't you, you can't sit there and uh, uh and, and take a concept like that and treat it seriously and have it come out well. Otherwise you get season 1. But uh when you just, you know, go nuts with it and uh, just have fun with it, it just it, it becomes uh just a really fun unique little show. Absolutely, man. Well, all right. So, Dan, um, you know, this this uh, season during the the course of this season, not only have we enjoyed a, a really great uh, a half season so far of Flash, we were also given the long-anticipated Justice League movie. 
a uh, lot, lot of a uh, lot of different thoughts on on how that movie landed. But what about you, man? Any any takes on the Justice League film? Um, you know, I I went into it not expecting much, and I just had a fun time with it. You know, it's you know it's kind of like uh, I, I'd say quality wise, it's like around the same levels like in Independence Day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a fun blockbuster. It's not you know deep. You're not gonna really want to you know invest too much time in it afterwards but while you're watching it you can find enjoyment in it that's good man that's uh that's a very very charitable uh, diplomatic answer <laughs> right there it's funny i've actually i've asked different people like hey come on the show talk to us about uh you know ab- about the dceu and it's it's hard to pe- find people that really just are, are digging it and even those that are seem to be doing so behind closed doors they don't necessarily want to go out for fear of being ostracized, which is not good, man. If you like something, like it, enjoy it. It's a, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun era of comic book, uh, movie TVs and just other media in general. And I think that this, this year in particular has been uh, a lot of fun. You know, we've got, uh, outside of the DC world realm, we've got this upcoming infinity war over at Marvel. Uh, man, Dan, any, any thoughts on uh, infinity war? Um, it, I, I'm just going to take the same approach I take with every one of these movies and just, you know, try to avoid as much as I can, which I'll inevitably spoil anyways. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, just go in expecting a good time and nothing more. And usually I'm not disappointed with them. I did actually want to discuss one thing about season four. Yeah. So, uh, it, it is Ralph Dibney, the elongated man. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But, all right. <laughs> Which I know is a point of contention for you. No, 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 um, no, no, no. No, 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 no. I understand. I understand why, because you know he's uh, you know, the, the way we're introduced to him, he's very much uh, you know, a misogynist and kind of a shady guy. And you know, for fans that have followed the character for a long time, they're like, this is not Ralph Dibney that I know from the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a fair point. Um, the the only counter I would say to that is that when we first met Ralph Dibney in the comics, um, we had one appearance with him where he was single, and he was kind of Barry's rival. And then the very next issue, off-panel, he was married. And so this entire time for his publication history, he's been a married man that, you know, he's been devout to his wife the entire time. But he's also, you know, and if you, if you read some Ralph Dibney stories, he does have a streak of, you know, being a little, uh, you know, he wants to be famous. He wants to be well known. He se- he seeks attention all the time. So I, I can see where the show is going, where, you know, he's just down on this luck, down on his luck guy. Um, and he's, you know, coming out of that. You know, we saw that in the last episode where he's saying, you know, I don't really know how to have friends. It's been a long time since I've had friends. and. I think we're going to see him start to evolve into that Ralph Dibney that we all know and love. And the writers have said that they're planning on bringing Sue in. And so uh, yeah. I expect to see that fully formed relationship either end of this season or into next season. And that's something I'm really looking forward to. So that that's really good. And I, and I, I've, you know, I like that commentary, man. I think that's really good, Dan. I, I and I follow where you're going with the character. Here's my only thing with, with all of that is that I still am not quite sure what, like, you know, what his impact is. Like he, it's almost like he's coming on and telling kind of leeching off the flash to tell his story 
But then does he go on to Legends of Tomorrow? Are we to assume that he's going to be an ongoing member of Team Flash? Or, or where do you think he's going to go after this season? Um, I, I think for the time being, he's going to be a member of Team Flash. Uh, you know, he was actually a frequent, uh, I, I guess you could say, partner of the Flash in the early comics. Um, you know, he was introduced in Flash 112. And for those that aren't aware, the first Barry Allen series actually started with Flash 105, hmm. continuing the Jay Garrick numbering. So right, yeah. he was there from very early on in Barry's run. And he continued to make guest appearances through, you know, through the 60s and 70s, you know, as, you know, a frequent collaborator of the Flash. So I can see him being a part of Team Flash going forward and, you know, kind of being a, a like a boots on the ground member trying to, uh, you know, solve mysteries for them. Where, you know, you know, where Barry happens to be tied up or Cisco can't, you know, Deus Ex Machina his way out of things. Um, you know, I, I can see Ralph being, you know, this, you know, ace in the hole that they have going forward. All right. All right. Fair enough. So kind of having him as a little bit of uh, another hero added to the toolkit. I, I definitely understand that. I could eventually see, see them, you know, just, you know, kind of having him, you know, eventually just written off the show as, you know, I'm just going to go up and be my own man. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I think that's fine. So, all right. So I, I compare it to Smallville. Um, you know, for, for me, that's kind of, I mean, it's, it's the gold standard in the sense that it, it, in my mindset kicked off the modern era or at least the, the pre-modern era. It was the, it was the golden age to, to, to the current silver age of DC, uh, uh, TV. But on Smallville, when you had a, a, a character, a comic book heroic character come in for a partial season, uh, if not a full season, um, it, it meant something to a lot of the different characters. I'm, I'm thinking specifically of Oliver Queen as the Green Arrow uh, coming on Smallville. He was there. He impacted a lot of different characters. Uh, he was really pushing Clark to be a hero. Like he, he was there to advance almost everybody's story, as opposed to when they introduced somebody like, let's say, uh, Cyborg, who was there for one episode to basically be that toolkit, add a hero into this universe, showcase him, have Clark uh, learn a little bit from him, but at the exact same time, uh, have have him kind of interact with, with Cyborg as well. Just a fun, quick team up, and then it's done, but you still have Cyborg to pull back in in, in later episodes. So this for me anyway, has felt like taking that approach, but then stretching it out over an entire season. Uh, and so no that, pun intended, right? Yeah, yeah. There's no way to get around these puns. Is <laughs> it's, uh, it's captain cold all over again, but anyway, all that to say, man, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that's a really good perspective, especially on bachelor Ralph. And the fact that uh, even though we did not see much of him in the comics, that does not mean that it's not based out of the comics because uh, clearly that was, very similar to his original uh, interpretation. So thanks buddy. Uh, any, any other kind of final thoughts you got before we let you go here? No, just uh, looking forward to see to the rest of season four and you guys don't drink responsibly for the rest of the show. <laughs> hey man, it's uh it's, it's always, always good to, uh, to have a little, little, little uh, nog on, on air as long as we don't drive. Right. That's, that's what we got to do. Nothing helps a sore throat better than bourbon <laughs> and nog. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, it's, you know, it's all mixed together. All right. Dan, man, have a good night and happy holidays to you, brother. And to you guys. See you, Dan. Dan Sherry. We went from Dan G to Dan S on the line <laughs> with us right now. Gentlemen, what's up? Hey, hey Dan. Hey, there we go. It worked. Man, we got we got the Daniels of two Earths uh, tonight, man. This is this oh, is great. Right? How's it going, brother? 
Very good. How are you guys? Doing well, Pretty man. Good. So we've been enjoying a little bit of the nog. Are you uh, are you partaking this evening? Uh, uh, no nog, but you know I've had a little bit of bourbon and now uh, switching over to beer. Oh, there you go. Always a good good decision, uh, man. All right, so we are midway through the season four of the Flash. What are you thinking, Dan? Uh, I gotta say, I'm I'm really enjoying the season, and. I'm a big fan of Ralph Dibney, unlike you guys. But <laughs> hey, I like Ralph. Yeah, I was about to say, Bell right. Bell's the Ralph fan. I, I am the one that has been bashing Ralph. But uh so yeah. so y'all, you know, this is this is it. This is exactly why we turn over the mics to, to you guys, so that y'all can tell me what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm enjoying him. He brings a yeah, uh a, a different flavor to the show. So it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, and that fun has been the name of the game this season. There has been uh, a bit, a bit more wackiness, a little bit more, um, uh, you know, comedic elements overall. Uh, has this tone? I mean, do you feel like it's an improvement of what's come before, or uh, par for the course? What do you think? Uh going par for the course. You know, I, I, I don't think the show slipped at all, but I also, you know, it hasn't gotten leaps and bounds better. It's you know, very steady on. And unlike Arrow, which really started to drop down by season four, but this one I think is staying very steady, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, man. Well, all right. So we've got this this non speedster villain of the Thinker. Now, were you were you familiar with this character from the comics prior to watching him on this season of the Flash? Um, somewhat. Not. I mean, not a whole lot. I there's a couple storylines where I I read that he was in. <clears throat> not too many. So, but you know, I. Also, I have Google, so I'm <laughs> right. able to learn about him a little bit. But yeah, yeah Wikipedia, is oh. the geek's best friend. Never, never yes. leave for the comic book shop without it. Um, all right, well, yeah. So, so what are you thinking about this character, though? Has he has he been a significant uh, threat to Flash, or or what do you think he's really bringing to the table? Um, I he's it's been a lot more significant than I even thought he could be. The mm. you know the fact that he's got them beat at every step is, you know, getting a bit worrisome for the team. There's, it seems to be nothing they can do is, you know, hasn't been thought of by him. So it's going to, you know, take some interesting maneuvering for them to actually beat this guy. So it should be fun to watch. What do you want to talk about tonight? We want to make sure we're turning the mics to you guys. All right. Well, actually, I got there's a couple things. Hit me. Um, all right. One, like I, I hate... I hate being the, you know, um, actually guy, but, oh, here it comes, uh, <laughs> DeVoe's wife, you guys keep calling her the engineer. She's actually the mechanic. Uh, is, so, is not a mechanic an engineer? Well, I mean, yes, <laughs> but I mean, names are important. Yeah, names still. have meaning. <laughs> well, All right. Exactly. Hang on. So yeah, her her name's the mechanic. So, so right. did we, did we read yeah. that wrong? Cause yeah. I recall that seeing, I recall seeing that in a, uh, uh, in a summary somewhere, maybe. So maybe that's that's how I got yeah. off on the wrong note. Well, but so it's it's the mechanic. Yeah. yeah, at least on you know, like in the credits on IMDb and whatnot. Interesting. Is the mechanic the mechanic? Is that is it? Was she a comic book character prior to the the show? That I'm not sure of. Interesting. Except right. I didn't. <clears throat> All right. So let me let I... me get this right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm right. put it in my show notes. No, no, no. <laughs> so this is good. We drink. I think I think I think Bo. I think you and I should drink. I mean, that's we I, got... that, this. This would be the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I just downed yep. the end of my eggnog glass right there after that. You you are the official, Dan Sherry, now officially the red shirt guy of Flash TV Talk. <laughs> For anyone Thank that, you, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so mechanic, I'm, I'm making a note. It's, it's always good to leave messages to yourself after you've been drinking. Uh, oh, sure. It's the only way to do it. And that way sober you can like, you know, kind of get an idea of what you were doing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, all right. You said you got a couple of things, so so correct us on. Let's Let's keep going, man. What else you got for us? All right, the next one isn't on you guys. It's just something that's been bugging me for a couple of weeks now. The uh, episode where the little girl gets hurt with Ralph and uh, mm-hmm. Barry are out fighting. Ralph and Barry go to the hospital to see this girl. <laughs> Yet, didn't anyone ask why this random private investigator and CSI are interested in this injured little girl? Yeah, I mean, the only no. the scene where she got hurt were the two superheroes. Now these two random guys are showing up. To yeah. Man. I, and on top of that, the, weird. the doctor's actually sharing like information with them. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's a HIPAA members. violation. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> I'm just going to let you guys keep talking over each other. This is hilarious. Sorry. I... <laughs> all right bell no, no. you bell you go <laughs> okay fine i will go yeah no uh yeah no i thought that was kind of interesting as well it's just it's, you know it's it, it seems to me like every season barry gets looser and looser about his uh secret identity I'm the flesh! Like, yeah well like not only getting drunk and stuff like that but the who, the the, the uh, most recent metahuman that they helped you know they like invite him over for christmas and, and barry's just like oh yeah by the way you know i'm gonna go zoom around and do flashy stuff yeah brainstorm aka actually devoe aka get out yeah no that 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 was a that was a good observation there <laughs> i'm telling you man uh all right so that's that's good the doctors in central city don't know what they're doing or at least they uh they clearly yeah. don't uh don't have any kind of uh, uh guidelines for not sharing uh, uh doctor patient information um all right Dan, you're on a roll, man. What you got for us, Sherry? All right. Uh, the last one's actually kind of more praise. The I got to say, back, that crisis episode was excellent. Well, all four episodes are great, but the end, the the way they showed the difference between Barry and Oliver, mm. I thought was beautiful. The you know the fact that Barry let his greatest nemesis run off. And Oliver murders his oh, cold blood. Man, great observation. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was I, technically defense for Oliver, I think, right? Because you know he was, he was looking at him and he was like, "All right, you know, what are you gonna do?" And then he, uh, you know, Dark Archer made a move, and that's when he killed him. Right. True. But I, I mean, again, I think just the way they showed how different the two are, even the fact that Oliver's biggest nemesis was himself. And Barry's was, you know, the reverse flash. I liked like it. Really, you know, I'm, I'm, I was actually even thinking about that. You know, the, the fact that all of our, you know, kind of our, our quote, big three of the DC TV universe, um, when faced with their direct opposites, uh, you know, it is, it's, it's an evil Oliver. It's an evil Kara. And I had even speculated going into this that perhaps we'd actually get like more of a brainy or a um, bizarro Kara as opposed to actually her Earth X counterpart. Uh, but to actually have Barry nowhere in sight uh, was kind of interesting to me. And, you know, I, I thought about the fact that, you know, like you said, that, that you know, maybe there's something about Barry that, that's too good to see evilly. Or maybe it's the fact that we've already gotten evil Barry. <laughs> why, why do you think it was that we got Eobard as opposed to Barry Allen? Um, My only thought is they want to, you know, just keep Barry to be that like pure good. 
and not even show us what an evil Barry would look like? Again. Well, no, I guess oh, I guess the thing is though that that evil Barry from season three, Savitar Barry was like like traumatized Barry, not you know Nazi Barry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a that's, that's a fair point. That's definitely a fair point. Well, good stuff, man. Well, overall, man, what are you hoping to see as we uh, we enter into the the next half of the season? Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing how they end up outsmarting the thinker because I mean. Really, that's going to be the only way to beat them. Beat him is to outsmart him. How they go about that is going to be interesting. Absolutely. Well, good deal, Dan. Well, thanks so much for calling in. Any final thoughts before we let you go tonight? No, that's all, guys. I love your show. Keep it up, and I'll uh, I'll keep listening. Oh, I appreciate you, brother. Cool. Have thanks, a good man. one. Happy right, holidays guys. to you, man. Sherry taking us to task. That's true. To be fair, you know, someone should. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Right. We got We got to be held accountable by somebody. It's not like we're above the law. I like the, this the nerd law. I like, I like that. We have our very own red shirt guy. Now, uh, if, yeah. <laughs> if we were a video game, we would put, uh, we would put Sherry in the podcast Dan Dan in the podcast. We got two okay. Dan's right back, back to back tonight. Do we have any other Dan's in the chat tonight? Yeah. If there's a third Dan that wouldn't make this like a Dan trifecta, that'd be pretty cool. That, that w- this would definitely be the time to do it. Uh, now, man, this, this season overall for you and I has been really interesting. I mean, we've, we've had, uh, we've, we've had a lot of fun. We've been able to talk to, uh, or talk a lot of flash together, but it's also been a little bit of an adjustment uh, from seasons past. Uh, you have been going through some things. Yes. Uh, you know, as as a result, it's caused us to you know record things later or earlier, as the case may be. This is true. And um, you know, I just want you to know, first of all, that I, that I you know I, I I love you, I respect you. You know, you're a friend, you're a brother. But I got to tell you, man, I, I, over the, over the over this uh, season, I've got some grievances. Oh, do you need to air them? I do need to air some grievances, man. I mean, I know, of course, tis the season. It is Christmas. It is uh, uh, Hanukkah. It is Kwanzaa. It is the the multiple holidays that are going on right now. But but it is also uh, a very important holiday as well that is oftentimes overlooked, at least since the 90s, and that is Festivus. It's the Festivus for the rest of us. It is the Festivus for the rest of us. And to that, my friend, I say it is time to air some grievances. A Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. This guy. This guy. I'm sitting here 14 minutes late and you still don't have anything ready to go. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't you dare. You don't. Hashtag you. professionalism. Hashtag you mother. Hashtagger. Dude, come on now. We need to I'll air. Have to I need my to, food's still getting cold, so I need to air out some grievances. Good. I want it to be ice. <laughs> I want it. it I want it to be ice cold. I want you to 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 have Jurassic World levels of enjoyment with your food. So basically, you want me to kill myself? And that is what I am. <laughs> no, not. I mean, that's that's too harsh. No, man. <laughs> it's the holidays. Well, that's, that's what that movie wants me to do. No, it doesn't. I'm excited for the sequel. Strengthen the security of your Google account in two minutes. No, you are. This is a show. We are professionals. This is ridiculous. All right. First of all, we need to have a conversation about commitment. Now, first of all, (laughs) I don't know what her name is. I don't want to know what her name is right now. All right. I'm not going through your phone. I don't care who it is you spend, spend your time with and everything else. I'm saying I was here first. I was there washing behind your ears and carrying you and driving you to the place and spending my money on you. And then she comes along. And then all of a sudden, 
Nobody can get a hold of Bell because he's all fraternizing, which is not a word, by the way, with his girlfriend. Lady friend. Lady friend. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag I, 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 feminism. I, I, I sense a, uh, a bit of jealousy there. I am yes. <laughs> that is accurate. And how dare you? How dare you? You, should, uh, you look at yourself in the mirror every day and you don't shave. Everyone knows it, but you look at yourself anyway. And you think to yourself, like, yeah, yeah, you see this guy right here? Everybody wants a piece. And you know what? It doesn't matter that Bo's been there for years. That he's been there since back in the freaking junior high days, back in the late, late 90s. Was, the Cretaceous was period. The Cretaceous <laughs> period, where it was Saturday night. It was you. It was me. It was other guys. And occasionally, if we were lucky, we'd have like one or two ladies that were willing to hang out with us. But for the most part, it was us dudes. <laughs> Those days are behind us, though. I, I've got... I'm, I'm, you're, you're like up to your eyeballs. I am way past that. It's a Festivus miracle. This is David Sobolov, the voice of Gorilla Grodd on The Flash. And you're listening to Flash TV Talk. I am Grodd. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it. Like, I literally cannot believe this at all. Um, I, I Some of you may know this. My name is uh, is Bo, but I also go by the name Frank. This is the other one. This is uh, Fra- hey. Frank Emmanuel. How's it going? How's it going, brother? Look, it's uh, it's it's been some time. I appreciate you uh, jumping on, of course. Uh, Frank over from Supergirl TV Talk joined Bell a couple episodes back to uh, to cover for me as I was in the NYC. Uh, but man, yeah, how uh, how how you doing, man? It's been quite a season. It has been quite a season, hasn't it? It's been a really, really exciting season. Uh, I, I think the best in a couple of years, personally. Yeah. Oh man, for sure. I know, especially with Flash, uh, Supergirl, man. So I, I've. Uh, after honestly, it was you guys' podcast, Supergirl TV Talk, that got me to go back and binge listen, or rather binge watch the uh, the first season. And I'm about midway through the second at the moment. I was wanting to get caught up by the time the crossover came. Fortunately, I don't think I had to know too much other than who yeah. you know the characters were and such. I'd already gotten the reveal of Jimmy Olsen as Guardian and that sort of thing. Uh, but overall, man, this crossover event that we had, what was uh, what was your thoughts? This was my favorite crossover yet. I mean, they, I, I heard your, you know, your episode, uh, covering, uh, the, the, the two nights and I totally agree with your assessment that they finally did what they should have done, you know, last year and, and really make it, uh, an all out like movie style, like no holds barred. It was sort of its own, its own entity, you know, it, it had its own, credit sequence and uh and and in even the second night they said pre- they didn't say previously on uh you know the flash or or anything like that they said previously on crisis on earth x like this is it was like its own mini series event yeah and i really think that's the way it should be now with with the first episode being kind of a supergirl episode did you find it jarring at all that it was so very flash heavy or, or you know from the sounds of things you like the fact that it, it kind of flowed all throughout I really did like the way, the, the way they did that. Yeah. Um, no, it didn't bother me at all because I knew that there would be plenty of Kara throughout and plenty of our, you know, the Supergirl characters throughout because they were so, I mean, Alex alone, right, was so woven into the entire story. So it didn't bother me at all because I knew it all get sort of, you know, distributed uh, evenly uh, at the end of the day. And, yeah. and it was. And they killed it. 
Alex Danvers, where did she come from, man? Like, right? Yeah. Look, I, I Up knew there with the best of them. Like that's the thing. She she was she was like rolling around like she she was a superhero. And uh, I mean, like you know, is uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that that is a character made up for the show, right? Did she exist in the comics? No, not to my knowledge. That is that is an original character for the show, as as far as uh, as far as I know, in, in any stories that I've read. Um, and she completely, completely uh, killed it. I mean, she was up there with Sarah Lance, you know, as, as like a, yeah, I may, I may not have powers, but like, here I am and I can, I can fight, I can do this. I'm still a hero. Um, and thought that that was absolutely the right take on her. Uh, and it, it's sort of like everything we've seen of her has led to this moment. Um, and I really enjoyed the hell out of the, the story, the interplay between her and Sarah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. Cause I, if I'm not mistaken, when they did the big, uh, you know, a group call, you know, everybody get a, get a group in because they got the Skype lines open. So they you know, <laughs> want to make sure we all fit in. Uh, the only two non comic book characters in that in that shot uh, were were Harrison Wells and uh, and of course, uh, and, and Alex Danvers. Uh, yeah. Is there anybody else that you can think of that was really kind of I, I don't want to say shoehorned in because that's not correct, but somebody that was uh, other characters that were originally created by the TV series rather than the comics? No, I really I can't think of anybody else who was there. No, I mean, uh, the, you know, they're uh, these these shows in this universe do a really good job with these sort of original characters like like the Felicities and the Alex's and, uh, and and things like that. I love the way that they they make these characters that really rise to this level that they be, they become um, they you know, they, they feel like sooner or later they will become part of uh, continuity and part of canon because they are such rich characters who add so much um, to the environment that they're in. It's it's Alex is just another example. I think of another one of those great characters that this this group um, keeps introducing um, and they become really interwoven with like the main hero themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Felicity, if I'm not mistaken, was kind of a deep cut comic book character from like the Firestorm series. Oh, I see. I didn't realize that. OK, well, that's the thing. The The way they took her character is so very different from, you know, sure. the, the source material that she might as well be a completely new character. Uh, but sure. I mean, similar things can be said of Cisco as well. Like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> they've gone so far, but <laughs> but still fantastic. I mean, I love Cisco and, and I love Felicity for that matter. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah I hear what you're saying. Well, hey, man. So it's Grandma Esther's. Are you enjoying a little bit of the nog tonight? <laughs> sure am. Sure am over here. You're having having a, a good old good old cup of the nog. And uh, it's good to be talking with you about this stuff. Bob. Absolutely, man. Well, it, it, this being, of course, Flash TV talk and, and you being all up to date on everything Flash. Uh, tell me what you're thinking about DeVoe. Where are we heading with this character as we kind of look ahead to the next half of the season? Bell Biv DeVoe. That is I think that's where we're headed. I think <laughs> I think the only the only possible um outcome is is for there to be uh you know a, a bell biv devoe world tour get the band back together um <laughs> i think i think that's where it's going i, I mean it's it's obvious to me i, I don't, mean I don't would, know he, be, would he be on guitar or what, what are you seeing for him <laughs> yeah definitely definitely on guitar now uh i i am uh, so the thinker is not a character that i'm super familiar with actually so i am i have been really enjoying this season because i know the name but that's kind of all that's my only exposure so i i kind of feel like for for the first pretty much the first time uh in in this show anyway that uh i don't i i don't I don't have super strong theories. Like I, I get to almost watch it. Like I've always watched these shows as a comic book fan, and this is the first time that it's it feels like I'm sort of watching, you know, as a 
more casual fan or as somebody who you know, just discovered the shows and is watching it through the, the shows and doesn't have the comic book background. Um, so uh, I, I don't I don't have any super strong theories. I get to sort of just watch it with everybody else and, and enjoy it. And that's that's great because I think I think right now Flash is probably my favorite of, of the bunch, um, the most enjoyable of the bunch. Uh, so I get to just sort of sit there and, you know, and watch it and really, really enjoy it. Not to say I don't love Supergirl, obviously I do the show about it. But um, I think this season, the Flash is the strongest season right now. Yeah, man. Actually, it's kind of interesting. So I, I don't know if you heard this, but um, uh, John Stewart, formerly of The Daily Show, not The Green Lantern, uh, was actually uh, he, he was on Howard Stern a while back and uh, and they were talking about uh, TV and he was saying and John Stewart was saying that uh, he loved watching the super uh, superhero shows with his kids. And, uh, and he was just geeking out on Flash Hard. And then he started talking about Supergirl. I was like, I love Supergirl. But then they really dived into the relationships. Like the relationships kind of became like at the forefront. Now I'm not up to date, but is, has it gotten into the kind of that, has it gotten CW cranked up to 11 over there a little bit too much or, or what is, what is the status? That's an interesting way of asking the question. I, I, I think it is. Yes, it definitely is ramped up for sure. Uh, they, they, um, especially the stuff with, uh, Maggie and Alex and what went down there. I'm not sure if you're planning on catching up, so I don't want to spoil you if you haven't gotten there yet, but suffice to say that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty clear, I think, from watching the crossover that they're no longer together. And, um, that I think created a lot of fan conversation as well as, uh, what's going on with Kara and Monel. Um, so there's a few relationships. Um, and a couple of or at least one that's sort of a burgeoning relationship that's that's new this season. And so um, I, I think that we have ramped it up a little bit. I wouldn't mind if they ramped it, you know, turned it down a little bit. I am obviously here mo- mainly for the comic book side of things. Um, and so the relationships are interesting to me. I mean, they, they are interesting in the sense that they, you know, they come from the comics in a lot of cases or they, they exist in the comics. So I'm used to some level of that. But it has it has. Uh, um, reached uh, a, a bit of a an all-time high fans um are split on on what where what they feel about that you know there are some folks that are mainly there for for those relationships oh, sure. um i think those are more from this the cw side of the fandom than the sort of dc side of the fandom but still uh, nonetheless there are people who love these love this show um and want to see those those characters get together and, and see what happens to them so um i think that the way that they handled the maggie and alex breakup was pretty tasteful and and um pretty realistic and i hope that if the others have to come to an end that they'll treat them with the same um the same treatment uh the same dignity and that um they are done in a way that feels like it does service to the characters and service to the show um but still satisfies uh the the fans who want to see these characters together that's good man yeah i mean I, there is a there is a balance that you have to hit like it's 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 hard to it's hard to figure out exactly where that temperature is so to speak i remember uh you know back in in the the day with smallville um, being surprised just how much I got into the Lois and Clark relationship. I mean, I was, pull- oh, yeah. Yeah, I was pulling for them and everything. Cause you know, they're destined to be together and everything else. But by the time you got to the final season, there was like a lot of like really kind of strong, kind of true romance between those characters. And I got into it, man. By the time we got to the wedding at the end, I was like, man, I'm here for this. I'm, I'm shocked yeah. that I'm here for this. I thought I'd be more here for the dark side, but now I'm actually more here for this wedding. <laughs> and, uh, and so it's amazing Funny. how that could do that to you. Same thing with, uh, you know, with um, uh, Barry and Iris. I've always been, you know, invested into their relationship. I think it's been done right and well. 
Um, but at the same time, in in you know, you can you've got the danger of going full on Elicity. And I know a lot of people are like hardcore Elicity fans, but I mean, you know, that relationship became the dominant story of the series. And they were trying to even push into being the dominant story of the crossover here with it being Barry and Iris's reception, yet they're getting engaged at that. And then they're, oh, we're, we're going to get married. And then all of a sudden, Felicity's like, oh, we're going to get married, too. I mean, come on, man. That was ridiculous. Way to steal their thunder, right? Twice. Twice. You can't Twice. steal thunder from the Flash. That's just wrong. <laughs> it's I didn't wrong. think that was even possible. <laughs> well, hey, man, let me just hit you with this one last question uh, related to the crossover episode. So was that Don Allen? Oh, yes. I did hear your discussion about this as well. Um, I'm, I'm leaning towards yes. I'm leaning towards yes. I, I think um, the way that she looked at him, uh, the way that she was, uh, the, the sort of sincerity um, that was there. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think she is. And did you recognize, did you recognize that actress? Because she was, uh, she was on Smallville as well. <gasps> she was? Yeah, that was Plastique. No. Seriously? Was, yeah, yeah. Jessica Parker Kennedy is her name. Um, and yeah, she was, uh, she was in Smallville and, uh, and now here. So it's funny. She, you know, that was like 10 years ago. How does she look 10 years younger? That's crazy. I know, right. I know. I know she has not aged. Um, good for her, but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, you were talking about your like crisis on infinite earths, uh, 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 wish, you know, that they would do, uh, do something where you see like the Smallville universe crossing over with this. It's like, there's a few Smallville doppelgangers in, uh, in this uh, in this universe that's now, okay. so it's, it'd be kind of funny, right? Like, and that's fine. We can make that happen. I mean, think about I it. Like it. If they go full on, man, we got a we got a Superman out there that looks an awful lot like Adam. So you know, we can, we that's can... right. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, it, it can happen. It can definitely happen. It can happen. Well, Frank, man, thanks so much for uh, for calling in and uh, and joining us on this uh, this epic Grandma Esther's eggnog induced Christmas calling extravaganza. How can people keep up with you and everything that you're doing? Oh, they can find us over at thoughtbubbleaudio.com or supergirltvtalk.com. Uh, those are, those were, that's where they can find uh, all our talk about, about these shows. Uh, thanks so much for, for letting me call in. Thanks for sharing the eggnog with me. It's always a pleasure. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. And I swear, keep getting disconnected. Bell. Hello? Hello? Hey! Hello? Oh, hey! hey! There you are. Yeah, here I am. Dude, you missed Frank. I know. Well, you made me miss Frank. Thanks I, a lot. That is not correct. You're nog. Well, I should have gone to go. I, I I sat here and just listened to it through Mixer because I wanted to hear what he had to say. Because, uh, yeah, but I and that's that's kind of funny because I didn't know that John Stewart watched uh, the CW show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so uh, you know, it's funny. Actually, I pulled this clip. Hang on. I, I let me pull it up real quick because I pulled this clip like two weeks ago. Two or three weeks ago, when he was on Stern promoting, and I and I I, I don't listen to Stern, um, but it was also during the whole Louis C.K. thing, and so I was listening to kind of some of the the com, com, comedians' interviews about it, and so uh, he had gone on. It was all all happening at the same time that he was doing the Night of Too Many Stars. Uh, here it is. All right, so Daily uh, uh, Daily Show, John Stewart. All right, so so here's what we got. Yeah, but, but again, not every night. You no. don't watch every night. No, I don't watch. You know what I watch is the superhero shows with the kids. Yeah, which ones I are you watching? That. I watch every one of them. The Gifted, uh, Flash was our favorite, um, and that's still good. It's okay now. Yeah, Gotham this, is very good. No, I haven't seen Gotham. Oh, that's we are Flash. Uh, I watch that. Gotham the, might be the a Gifted little too is dark. A good one. Gifted, I just started. Supergirl, are you watching? I watched it for a while, you lost and now it. I feel like. 
Oh, we're going to really talk a lot about relationships, aren't we? Yeah, there's like a, a lot of relationship <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you you want to see her be Supergirl. You know what I had real high hopes for? What? Was Marvel in humans? I watched the whole season. I didn't think it was great, but I stuck it with it. was not good. It was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Because who wants to watch superheroes who don't use their powers? They don't use their powers. All right, all right. There you go. So yeah, so yeah. So John Stewart, formerly of the Daily Show, big uh, big Flash fan. That's pretty neat. Like I, I, you know. But then again, you know, you got kids. That's a good show to watch with your kids. I think it's not too you know heavy, uh, and you know it's 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 just fun. It's all around fun. Yeah, a lot of good themes. You don't have you don't have uh, you know very often dudes at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the yeah. crossover. Right. But yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, I was, so I was mentioning in the chat earlier about the um, uh, the 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 tornado twins. I asked uh, Frank about it as well. So so Don, man, um, uh, you know, do you think that actually we'll see Don and Don? <laughs> Don, it I, I always sounds weird saying that out loud. But do you think we'll, we will, in fact, see both twins? Do you think the more diapers is a reference to that? See, I don't know, because I was thinking if they're going to have like somebody come back from the future, it would have been Bart just because he's done that before. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it, it's true. It's but true. maybe maybe they're changing it. Maybe they're just going to do you know Tornado Twins instead of Bart coming back. So I mean, it could be very well. Could be, could be as well. All right. So I right, hey, by the way, real quick. So uh, I want to make mention of this. We got Will uh, of the uh, uh, you, you know you you know Will. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm familiar with him. Yeah, you 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 spent some time with Will. Oh, just just a couple minutes here yeah, and there. Y'all talk y'all y'all talk some things from time to time. Yeah. Uh, Will, if you want to uh, uh, jump on and talk some legends, might as well keep the DC TV talk love coming. Uh, if, if you're up for it, buddy. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, I think that's definitely what it is. I also love, by the way, that this, that we're, we're continuing on this house is bitching. You know what I mean? Like that every single, yeah. almost every single episode, somebody's trying to make somebody say it so they can figure out what that means <laughs> without it being like this, you know, you're not beat over the head with it. They don't have the, uh, uh, it's not written up on, on Cisco's wall, or at least I don't think it's still written up on Cisco's wall, but it just keeps coming up. And I just, I love that, man. Uh, it's a great bit and and I'm hoping it's gonna like come back and you know it's gonna be pivotal to how they defeat DeVoe is is, is the house <laughs> being bitching. Like it would be amazing. Who's gonna say it though? That's the thing, because obviously it's not Cisco. It sounds a little Cisco, but Cisco knows, so he wouldn't be the one that says it. It's 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 gonna be Barry, like, you know, DeVoe's gonna be like, How? This house this house was designed to something. And then, you know, Barry's going to be like, no, this house is bitching. And then like, you know, <laughs> defeats him. I still say it just does not sound like Barry, but it does sound like Bart. And if we've got tornado twins, uh, if, if perhaps we do have, uh, you know, a uh, young descendants popping up from the future, I think, uh, th- there could be something there. There could be something there. What about Wally? Uh, well, so that's, that's, that's a good point. Wally hasn't been present for, um, for the quote, has he? Uh, I don't think so. I can't recall. He's he's off he's off defeating Starro and ending Blackest Night and you know <laughs> saving the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, right. He's yeah he, he's too busy fighting the real threats. He's got some stuff. Well, hey, it looks like we've uh, we're about to to call up Will Benson, of course, of Legends TV Talk. I'll be sure uh, while I'm getting him added to the uh, the Skype lines here. Um, as we're talking about kids and descendants, you know, last year during Grandma Esther's eggnog induced Christmas call and extravaganza, we introduced something a little bit new. We had the first uh, part of Kid Flash TV talk uh, with with uh, my eldest uh, child. Well, I've, I got more than one too. In fact, uh, I got I got a youngest child as well. And so this year we're presenting you Kid Flash TV talk part two. We'll be right back after this. Now, 
Now, let me ask you a question. Do you, what is your, who is your favorite superhero? Batman. Batman's your favorite superhero? Yeah. And does Batman have any friends? Yeah. Who are his friends? Supergirl. Supergirl is his friend? Who else? Does, is he friends with the Flash? Mm-hmm. Okay, and what does the Flash do? What's the Flash superpower? Fly. No, he does something else. What does he do? He moves. He moves. That's right. He moves really fast, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're really fast, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And what colors do the Flash wear? Blue. No, he wears red. Red. What else does he wear? Podcast. He wears podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? A microphone. A microphone? Are you going to be a podcaster? Yeah. Okay. Can you wish everybody happy holidays? Yeah. Happy holidays from TV Top. Oh, you got to love the Kid Flash TV Talk, man. Got to love the kids and their innocence. I gotta tell Flash you, doesn't wear blue. <laughs> I'm, I'm working. Hey, hey, she's she's only two. You know. Well, we, okay, you know what? I'll give her this though. Uh, if she, uh, if the Flash is running uh, sufficiently fast, then uh, you know it, it would, uh, you know, blue shift. Yeah. Uh, if the, yeah, if the Flash is running towards you, then the red would shift towards the blue spectrum of light, and so it, it would look blue. I actually thought about while I was interviewing her, explaining to her that actually with the blue lantern ring, he does wear a blue suit. But it, it was a little, I thought it might have been a little over her head. Yeah, yeah, going into a little too deep there, I think. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Kid Flash TV Talk Part 2. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I know I certainly did. And uh, yeah, a little something from our family, our, from our Flash family to yours. Here he comes. Mr. Will Benson, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now from Legends TV Talk, Bell's co-host, or perhaps Bell is his co-host, uh, Will Benson. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, guys. How we doing? Man, What's always. Up, Will? How you doing, man? Not bad, not bad at all. How about yourselves? Doing good. Oh, you man. know, just suffering from the plague. It's all good. Hey, but you're alive, dude. We kept you in. Nobody drinks. I always ruin the party. Oh, yeah. well, you know, I've been kind of drinking, not necessarily in secret, but a lot. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Man, all right. So this this is what I love. Whenever whenever two two or more of, are gathered of the Legends TV Talk crew. Uh, I know that it's no longer my show. Like I just, I sit right. back after this point. So, <laughs> but no, all right. So bell has been trying to get me on board with legends for quite some time. I was blown away this last past week, but, um, when, when would you say, will that legends of tomorrow really started embracing the, the craziness? Oh, about a week from tomorrow. No. Um, eh. I would have to say season two, like I think season one, they tried to make it too much flashy, they tried to make it an amalgamation of Green Arrow and Flash, and it's just not that type of show. So I think in season two they find it, they found their way, and they realize that they, you know, there's the voice of the not as quite as campy, but almost as campy as 1966 Batman. So they <laughs> that's went the, that way. That's the tone. That's that's the uh, that's the bar. <laughs> yeah. So as long as they don't hit that bar. As long as we don't have Cesar Romero showing up with Joker makeup over his white mustache, oh my gosh. then uh, we'll be okay. That'd be amazing. I would be. I would. <laughs> I would be so for that. All right. So, so Bell, I haven't shared this with you, but but I came up with a, a concept for a Legends of Tomorrow episode. I'd like to pitch to you guys. 
Oh boy, okay. here we go. This right. is going to be insulting. So no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. This Thanks, is going to be great. I'm talking about a holiday themed episode because you know how like um uh, what was it Christmas Carol like the Ghost of Christmas Future, the Ghost of Christmas Past, do something like that, and but but have it so that it's it's tied to maybe Wally. Because, you know, Wally's out there, and I know he's popped up on Legends from, from you know, one cameo or another. But maybe maybe they have to go and, like, convince Wally that, that you know, he's he's awesome or something like that. Well, all right. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But here's, here's really what I want to happen, regardless of the method in which you make it happen. I want the Legends of Tomorrow to go back two generations to when Grandma Esther was just Esther West. I just I, – I think it would be – awesome to have esther west maybe like she's like this like hardcore like civil rights activist and everything else like you know and while she's like also like a hard drinking like always drinking the bourbon and everything else maybe she's like a spy or something but i think legends of tomorrow can introduce a a young grandma esther who is like you know chain smoking drinking bourbon like i want to see this happen so then my question is why wouldn't this be on flash okay because i feel like (laughs) I feel like Grandma Esther has become something of a, a something of a joke, right? Like, like when you're talking Esther, you're talking you're talking eggnog, and so it's synonymous. So I feel like if they were to explore that character, it would almost be too goofy, which means that we're pushing into Legends territory. <laughs> so yeah, she's like a CIA operative. Like that, that's what I'm sure. thinking. And every single like, the, the, the Legends are all like trapped in some sort of you know. Uh, maybe maybe it's like uh, in Colombia or something like that during you know one of the CIA operations gone bad and she comes to save them and like all of her um, all of her puns that she cracks like while saving them has to do with eggs. Uh, <laughs> wow. No Crack, no no yeah. no no. I'm not did you saying just say puns cracks and eggs. Uh, maybe I did. <laughs> uh, that's uh, well. You you are well suited for Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well well played, sir. But no, Thank no, you. I'm serious though. No, I'm, like you could take her in in something of a serious route. I'm just saying that because she you know she has been somewhat of a punchline over on Flash, it may not make sense to make her a serious character on Flash. But maybe do do something kind of uh, cool and serious with her. And then when you introduce her on Legends, if she's like this BA legend herself. Uh, yeah, you could put possibly even have a flash popping up as well. I think, I man, I, I would love to see it. I would absolutely love to see it. So I'm just throwing it out there, just throwing it out there, because everybody says grandma, and it, and she's not Iris and Barry's grandma. She's actually Joe's grandma. So they, she's right. their great grandmother. So anyway, <laughs> the math is out there. That's it. I'm just, I just wanted to pitch that to you guys and see what y'all thought about that. I'm I'm gonna throw it to the writers' room and we'll uh, we'll see what they do with it. I mean, with Kreisberg gone, I mean they're gonna take anything at this point. Oh snap! So. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, yeah. Go ahead, Bill. Speaking of Kreisberg, uh, it's kind of funny how we were talking about Ralph earlier with Dan, and uh, I, I kind of get the picture that like Ralph is sort of a surrogate, <laughs> maybe for Kreisberg, and he's gonna like redeem, like Ralph's gonna redeem himself over the over the season, or maybe he was kind of like a. To. Or maybe what? Or maybe he was supposed to. Or maybe he was supposed to. Yeah, yeah you know, as, as as kind of like, you know, uh, I'm not a terrible person, but it's like, dude, come on. <laughs> well, I think with Ralph, I think R- Ralph's an interesting character. I mean, I'm an Ellen Gated Man fan from way back. I mean, you know, Justice League Detroit days. I want to I kind of want to see them see the Ralph I know. And yet I also remember he was kind of a joke and kind of like kind of like this kind of guy only not as lecherous until he met sue 
And I think that that I think I've said this on Legends. I think that's where they're going to go. They've got to cast Sue Divney at some point, and I think she's going to bring him out of this. And then I'd love to see the two of them shuttle the Legends. That yeah. would be ideal. Yeah, Dan actually uh, earlier this episode mentioned that as well. Um, and and all right, so but you, but you do think that perhaps Ralph has a future on Legends? I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to think that. I think he's got. You know, they got rid of the Firestorm power, so, you know, they've got a little more money to spend. And it would be bringing two characters over for really one. I mean, do you think they could do an identity crisis on Legends? At some point. At some point. But you got to make us care about Sue. The whole the whole thing, and, you know, spoiler, if you haven't read it, by the way, if you haven't yeah, read a, it, that's a it. That's a big spoiler. I mean, I know it's a yeah. long-running comic, but that's, that's one of those ones, you know? Yeah. But... I, I, you have to make us care about Sue before you can pull that story off. Huh. Because, I mean, that was the gut shot of that entire story was what happened to Sue Dibney. But it's more than that, right? Like, that is a very dark story. Bell, have you have you read Identity yeah. Crisis? I have not, but it's been recommended to me by so many people that I just I need to pick it up and read it. It's it, There's a I've lot of... I've almost tempted to send it to you for Christmas, brother. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> awesome. it's, it's a heavy story. It's a heavy it story. And, and there's a lot of very heavy moments throughout. It would, it would be... I, I mean, to me, it, it would seem almost odd to even try to tackle something like that on Legends, given the tone that's set. Now, obviously, Legends has gotten heavy before. This season saw the death of a beloved character. And in fact, well, I, I wanted to ask you, how, how did you feel uh, when it was all said and done, when uh, you know Dr. Stein was actually sent to that great firestorm in the sky? Well, we kind of knew he was leaving. It, it kind of, and I said this on Legends, it felt like, uh, it felt like the Henry exit on MASH, like unnecessary but i get why you did it you know they could have easily sent him off with his kid and and all of that but what they did was you know they went a different way Mm. so you know like the the henry blake i don't know how familiar you are but he's getting shipped out he's getting sent home uh he's at the end of his tour and at the very tip top end of the episode it's the very end of season three they're all in surgery they've said goodbye to henry it's a great joyous thing and Radar comes in and he goes, you know, and they yell at him for not having a mask. And he's like, I have to tell you guys something. You know, Henry Blake's plane was shot down over the Sea of Japan. There were no survivors. Oh, man. He walks out. Oh, yeah. So it was just kind of like, uh, and life goes on. So, I've, I mean, that's kind of what I had with this. I was like, you could have easily sent him home and just had like a joy joy and leave the door open for him to come back. But no, we're going to go another way. That's that's heavy. You know, the interesting thing is yeah. that that reference. The I actually recognize it, but from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's from Meg. That's what Bell said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know where our generational mind is, uh, right there. That's crazy. I just hope it continues to resonate. I I think by taking Jacks off so quickly, it's very possible that they can lose the emotional resonance that this bought them for the rest of the season. Like by not having Jax there, are we going to have the emotional tie to quote unquote Gray's death? Mm, mm-hmm. You know, or are they just going to be like, you know, in a couple of weeks be like, yeah, oh, Martin would have been great here. Pass the syrup. You know, I mean. All right. So I got to tell you, I, I while I was blown away by the the first uh, first bit in this last episode, I stopped yeah. watching very specifically because I wanted to rewatch the season from the beginning. Like so, all right. So, uh, for those that are not up to date with Legends, uh, in in one of the most recent and correct me if I'm wrong, but the most recent episode, 
uh, saw a Furby becoming the a Nor- Norse god that led to the Nor- Norwegians, the, right. the Vikings taking over America. Uh, it was more like a tickle me Elmo, though. It, well, regardless, it was it was amazing, is what it was, and just yeah. that concept alone, I was like, oh my gosh, Legends is so much. Like, I get it now. This 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 <laughs> one sequence, this one setup, explains this entire show to me in a way that I never understood before. Uh, Bebo, thank you very much, Karen. Good yes. chat. Uh, all right, so so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I I saw a bit of it, um, and I saw a young Stein, but also a young Stein that recognized Jax. And I do think I remember from season one. Was this the same actor that was like the the let's go smoke weed in my office guy? Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Good to know. Uh, another thing that happened in that episode was there was Puppet Stein. Yes. <laughs> are we pro yes. Puppet Stein? Or are we anti Puppet Stein? Oh, very pro. Very. Pro. Oh yeah. Are we because pro- I mean it's it, it's Leo, man. Like Leo's trying to like you know bring the team together and be a good guy and like you know help out in this time of crisis. And so you know Puppet Stein. All right, I want to talk to you guys about Leo as well. So is Leo Citizen Cold or is he Captain Cold or is he just Leo? He's just, He's just Leo. Leo. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> I mean, I like him though. He, you know, I mean, it's not our start, but it's close. And you know, I I still think they're going to go that Mick and him were raging lovers before Mick died. But that's beside the point. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. That yeah, that, and that's that's why he was so like all weird on the ship is because he finally like you know he's bumped into this alternate version of Mick and he just doesn't know how to process it emotionally. Not sure how Ray uh, would feel about that. Like yeah, go go to another Earth with the doppelganger of your you know ex boyfriend. Well, maybe well, he didn't know. Yeah, maybe he didn't know. I don't know the names of all of my girlfriend's ex boyfriends. All right, fair enough. One way or the other. So let me ask you this: the 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 gif that we constantly see of Captain Cold sipping the cocoa, with right? Chipmunk mug. What season does that happen in? Wait, sipping the cocoa? I'm trying to remember. You don't know what I'm talking about? I'm assuming it's cocoa in the mug. Has to be one. Yeah, it has one? to be one because he wasn't in season two. I don't remember that. All right, well, I'll have to go back and rewatch that then. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. There's just there's this gift that I constantly see of Captain Cold sitting in a chair and drinking out of a, a chipmunk mug, which I just assume is cocoa based off the like goofy grin on his face. I think you're right, yeah, but I, I'm just I, just, I don't remember exactly which episode that's from. Gosh, I'm gonna have to rewatch this entire series from the beginning. All right, that's fine, that's fine. You know what? If we're if we're going to Furby Viking God, I'm down. I will I will watch the entire. That is the that is the carrot I needed. And how long I, have I told you about how great this show is? It took Furby Viking God. I want to be very clear about that. <laughs> but like, there's so many great episodes this season. There's like, there's an ET episode. There's like, you know, Back to the Future. Oh, that's, well, they're, they're all yeah, they, Back they, to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was about to say like, they're all kind of back to the future, but yeah, there, there's so many, like all the episodes are themed and just fun and uh, ridiculous. And yeah, I don't know. I have a blast with this show. All right. Yeah, great. Fair enough. Fair enough. Will, uh, any, any final thoughts, anything you want to share before we uh, let you go tonight? I thought it was great and wonderful. And I, I was, I thought it was better than cats. I'm going to see it again and again. All right, man. Well, always, <laughs> always great to talk with you. And uh, hopefully once I'm, I'm more caught up, maybe I can uh, pop over on y'all's show and, uh, and 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 uh, not not bash it for a change. How about that? You're welcome anytime. You're welcome anytime we're on hiatus. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and likewise to you, sir. Have a good one. All right, brother. Take care. See you, Will. All right. See if I can do this without losing Bell. All right, we got another caller in. Uh, oh man, what is what is this? This is like old home week. We got Robin on the line. <laughs> uh, old folks home week. How you doing? <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, I think we lost Bell again. So uh, everybody, take a drink. 
Uh, Robin, man, it is uh, it is so good to talk to you. Now, uh, if uh, folks that don't know, uh, Robin is the the latest member in the TV Talk family. Interestingly enough, his podcast though does not have TV Talk in the name yet. They talk TV <laughs> over there. Uh, Robin, of course, from the iZombie podcast. Yeah, it's the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. And then if I added a TV talk at the end of that, I don't even know. <laughs> it's just it gets all over the place. No, it's it's yeah, all right, yeah. man. You know, the, the funny thing is iZombie, you know, it's it's it is a DC TV property, but it is kind of on the outskirts a little bit. But we'll talk about that in just a second. Crossover, yeah. man. I know that you are like a TV watching fiend. I see you on Twitter. <laughs> uh, did you did you tune in for the, the crossover episode? Oh, you know, it was really hard to like hold back, but, uh, Monday night, I just, I I got busy with other things. I was like, I'm just going to do something else. And then Tuesday I sat down and watched all four hours in a row. It was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, man. Look, it's uh, there is a cinematic feel to it to be sure. Especially when you've got so many episodes, uh, this, this, you know, we talked about it uh, last year on the big DC TV crossover, but like this really was for me exactly what I wanted. This was a, con- you know, a continued story throughout all the different series uh, for you, man. What, what was kind of the big standout moments? Oh gosh. The, the standout moments. I mean, the, the church scene uh, was pretty awesome. I actually, I should mention first the opening montage that they started that off. Yeah. I was like, holy cow, they're really going to make this a lot of fun. <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, absolutely. I was really excited about it. Uh, even, even just the, um, you know, when, when you get Supergirl and you're on her earth and then all of a sudden she, uh, she's fighting a dominator. She's like, Oh, dominators are so last year, <laughs> last year. <laughs> yeah. It's a great moment. Uh, so of course, you know, this, this was a really big, I mean, in many respects, it's, it's several years in the making, uh, bringing in so many different DC TV properties that are part of the multiverse. Um, now before you talk a little bit about your corner of the multiverse, how did you get into, how did you get into, to, I guess, DC TV? Was it through arrow or, or was it before? Oh gosh. I mean, I'm, I'm an old school Smallville watcher. Yes, so sir. <laughs> I did, I did a year's tenure on shoe, uh, in the final season cause, uh, Derek couldn't, uh, uh, host every week. So me and my buddy Joe, uh, did like every other week for that final season. Yeah. And uh, it yeah. was amazing. Of course, Shu being Starkville house of L the, uh, the Smallville podcast, the Smallville podcast of the era. Yep. And uh, yeah, man, absolutely. Um, I guess, is that also how you kind of got your, uh, your podcasting feet wet, so to speak? That was actually one of the first podcasts I listened to. So it was kind of a dream come true when they let me uh, take the reins for a couple episodes. So <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Starkville House of L was also one of my first ones as well. Uh, but but like me, man, you graduated. You got your own podcast. You're doing things <laughs> over at iZombie. And I'll be honest, man, I have not checked out iZombie yet. Uh, I've had a oh. lot of excuses to do so. Uh, Chad Rook, friend of uh, friend of the show, I know was uh, was a guest over on on that one. Played kind of a uh, a character yep. for some time. And uh, and so you know, I know there's a lot of interesting things going on. I always see that there is like a uh, I, 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 not necessarily a freak of the week, but maybe a situation of the week <laughs> going on over there. What, what is iZombie? Give kind of a quick pitch of why people should tune into that show. Well, first off, I mean, th- what sold me on it? What made me go, oh, I'm starting a podcast before I even watching an episode. I heard it was a Rob Thomas show and no, not the Matchbox 20 Rob Thomas, the guy that, uh, created, uh, Veronica Mars, uh, and, uh, 
And then I heard that David Anders was going to be uh, possibly a villain on the show. And, you know, I love David Anders from uh, his alias days. And he's been on several shows ever since, like Vampire Diaries and Once Upon a Time. So I was really excited about uh, checking that out. And then I read the comic and we did some episodes before even the, the show premiered about the comics um, and I was so, of course, the show really isn't much like the comics. Basically, the show is um, uh, she gets a brain and eats it of a murder victim. <laughs> and uh, it's yeah, it's and, and basically she gets the personality and some, you know, sporadic memories of the murder victim. She, and then she she's able on... to help the police solve the, the murder. Gotcha. So is, does she also does she get the memories of said person as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, she can't like control what memories. So she'll like see something and it'll remind her of something that that murder victim saw. Man. And, some, you know, that gives you a clue. Well, that is just straight up gross. But <laughs> it does sound like uh, definitely a, a formula for a lot of hijinks and fun. Uh, now, uh-huh. of course, if somebody is watching iZombie, why should they tune into the iZombie podcast? Well, first off. We've been doing it since the beginning, since like their San Diego Comic-Con appearance to pretty much announce that this show is coming. Uh, we've been podcasting. Uh, we podcasted like seven months before it even premiered. Like I said, doing the comics, doing all the pre-show hype. And then once we uh, started talking about it and doing weekly episodes, you know, they took notice. They were really appreciative of people watching their show and talking about it. So straight off the bat, I got one of the stars of the show on my podcast, uh, Raul Coley in like my seventh episode. Uh, And he hung out and talked about the show. And ever since then, it's been fun. I've gotten other people from the show, writers, uh, producers, uh, you know, so that's kind of fun. And then there's, you know, I mean, I have a, a I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm kind of fun to listen to to talk. It doesn't sound like I'm a really good talker now, but <laughs> no, man, this, is, this is live. That's the thing, right? Like we, we you know, over Flash TV talk, we do it live. Uh, and typically we edit it to make our sounds sound way better than this. But uh, you know what? We got the grandma Esther's eggnog flowing tonight. So who knows mm-hmm. what the final product's going to be? But yeah, iZombie podcast. Be sure to check them out. Of course, a member of the DC TV talk family. Uh, direct links available at dctvtalk.com. Uh, Robin, man, uh, any any kind of predictions? I, you know, since this being Flash TV Talk, uh, going into this uh, latter half of the season, any thoughts or predictions? Yeah, I'm intrigued about this thinker. I'm glad it's not another speedster, but it is kind of weird. He's just this guy that seems to know a lot, and he's got this whole secret life with his uh, little wife. And uh, I, I was intrigued, uh, you know, especially when we got you know, the flash and the thinker meeting for the first time and the flash being, you know, onto it. It's a lot more fun this season. I can tell you that. That's the thing, man. That really has been the theme of the season overall is really about fun. Uh, This has been uh, kind of, you know, it it has been that, that kind of peppy upbeat. We've gotten a lot more jokes. There's been some uh, comedic dynamics between all the characters. Uh, Some I thought, think have really worked well. Some have kind of fallen flat and just in my opinion, (laughs) but for the most part, like it really, it's, it's becoming my, probably my second favorite season after the first. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, Cisco usually drives me crazy, but he's not been driving me crazy in a while now. So, uh. <laughs> well, I got to ask you, I mean, like, you know, do you, do you think there's ever a possibility that a breach that Cisco may breach on over to the world, the earth of iZombie? 
There's no possible way. I just, this shows are, I don't know. They, they both have fun tones, but it would just be really weird. Of course, you know, we've had, uh, the legends of tomorrow team, uh, talking with arrow characters. So exactly. that seems really weird, but, uh, it works. Yeah. Look, man, go back, to, go back to season one arrow and then just tell yourself, Oh yeah, he'll be like flying around through time travel and space. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. Like their 100th. Yeah. Think about this last year during the crossover arrows, 100th anniversary episode took place in a matrixy esque alien, like mind game. <laughs> like mm-hmm. imagine yeah, that. That was really strange. Absolutely incredible. But anyway, all right, man. Well, let me ask you this one other thing while I got you here uh, before I let you go. Because something that I've been thinking about a lot is this show, uh, Riverdale? Rivendale. No, Riverdale. (laughs) Riverdale. Is that like a missed? uh... Yeah, that was was a missed sequel. Yes. Oh, it was a great one, too. But no, I have not been thinking about that sequel. However, now I am going to be thinking about that. Now, I'm talking about this this Archie Comics thing, man. Have you you watched this at all? Oh, I've really gotten into it. I actually caught up with it when it hit Netflix and I was intrigued. You know, I'm an old school Twin Peaks fan, so it seemed very Twin Peaksy. It's got actually one of the characters of Twin Peaks who plays uh, Betty's mom, uh, one of the actresses rather. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, 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 I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch this. You know, all I've heard is hot Archie, but it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, uh, and they've got the, did they, all right. So are you caught up on this thing? Yeah. All right. So I don't want to spoil anything, but if you've been following the news, then then there's apparently going to be a spinoff series about Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I, you know, I'm like, I'm a kid from the '90s. I never realized Sabrina the Teenage Witch was part of the Archie Comics thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they introduce that character on Riv- Riverdale? Uh, not yet. And actually, I just heard that um, it's going to be a Netflix show, yes, so it's going to be kind of weird to even have a crossover and <laughs> it's, it's going to be like, it, it's a major shakeup in just kind of the TV shared universe world, man, the way this all plays out. So I'm, I'm curious to see what it is. Yeah. But anyway, I ask you because I know that you are like the king of TV. Uh, you know, if y'all, if y'all follow Robin on Twitter, he, he's got like some sort of app or maybe he just manually does it <laughs> updates. Everybody I'm watching this and I'm watching this episode and I'm watching it right now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I did it to begin with just to kind of spark conversation like, oh, I saw that one. That was great. You know, and sometimes I get that. But mostly it's like, yeah, follow me on Twitter just to find out what I'm watching. <laughs> if that interests you. <laughs> well, we'll throw it out there, man. How can people follow you on Twitter? Oh, yeah. Follow me at L Robin Narrow. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, uh, a, a true TV talker, if ever there was one. Be sure to check out the iZombie podcast. Robin, thanks so much for calling in and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you, sir. Yeah, thank you for having me. You too. All right, brother. Hey, guys, this is Chad Rook, and you are listening to Flash TV Talk. Oh, by myself. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. You doing okay? Uh, oh, 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 hi, 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 hi. I didn't realize, I didn't realize you were there. Yeah. I, uh, I thought I was all alone again. <laughs> I, I, this, uh, the, the airing of grievances has already come and gone. So, uh, you know, however you feel, I just want you to bottle it up, remember it for next year and we'll, uh, we'll festivus it up. <laughs> Man, this has been uh, this has been awesome, man. Uh, everyone who's been able to to call in. Uh, oh wait, we got we got one last one here at the at the end here. Hang on, let's see if I can get her in. Uh, after this call, we'll put your active call on hold. All right, Bell, you're gonna be lost again. Oh, hi. Hey, we lost Bell, but that just seems to be the theme of the evening. How are you doing tonight, Karen? Pretty much. Um, not too bad. Are you uh, are you enjoying a little bit of the nog? 
Uh, at the moment, I'm in a clubhouse. Oh, in a in a what? In a clubhouse? Yeah, um, the Wi-Fi in my apartment's kind of really spotty right now. Nice. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. So I'm like. <laughs> relocate nice no you have to do it i remember actually there was an entire summer i was uh i was living in oxford mississippi in a uh, apartment that had literally like next to no wi-fi um in mm. fact the even in fact they they would even say it had wi-fi was ridiculous i would go up and hang out on top of a coffee shop after it closed because they left their wi-fi on in order to use the <laughs> internet so I've, I've i've been there but uh but yeah welcome of course uh welcome back to the show karen how are you doing tonight not too bad. Aww. Well. <laughs> oh, oh. You wanted to talk to me. Oh, uh, no worries. No worries. Well, hey, uh, for this first half of the season, what have you thought so far? Love it. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it is a bit of a, a gear shift without having a speedster villain, but um, Thinker and not the engineer, but the mechanic. How are you feeling about Thinker and the mechanic? I really actually like it. Um, I even I got kind of tired of you know speed surveillance, speed surveillance, speed surveillance. And I'm kind of curious though. Do you think that after this season, are you going to be ready for another speedster? Well, that depends on the speedster, really. Um, thing is, they can bring in inertia if they bring in impulse. But what's your thoughts process? Why why do you think that we'd get inertia? Do you think we'd get inertia with impulse, or do you think we'd get inertia before impulse? Uh, it would be with Impulse, because he is Bart's actual clone. Mm, okay, so that that's interesting. So you think they might actually go that, that route with the story. Do you think, now there's been a lot of debate going on as to whether or not we'll get Impulse before the Tornado Twins, though. Uh, will we get the grandson before the, uh, before the parents? I think we got the granddaughter. Yes, already. okay. All right, so, so you're, you're on our train of thought here as well, right? Yeah, I, I really think it's actually Jenny and not Dawn. Oh, interesting. Yes, uh, Jenny is actually Dawn's daughter. Interesting. Okay, so yeah. are you are you saying they're squashing the family a little bit, or do you think that she actually is the the Barry's grand t- grandchild as opposed to his daughter? Uh, I think she's actually Barry's granddaughter. Interesting. From the future, because she tends to get lost in space <laughs> or um, lost in time and the, even in the comics she's been lost in the present time before interesting no i could see that happening um now of course this show has been known to merge different characters in the past uh you know they've oh, also yeah. tied the flash family even closer together you know instead of wally being his nephew it's actually his adopted brother instead of jay yep. being just some uh guy from another earth it's actually the doppelganger of his uh, biological father. So there's a lot, there's a lot of ways they've played with the fa- the flash family tree. Uh, so oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is possible. They could actually combine Jenny and Dawn if they wanted to. It's definitely possible. Um, they have, they really have um, put together a lot of characters, like even Barry himself is kind of a Wally Barry and even a little Bart. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and actually, his his character. You know, I think about like comparing the Barry Allen of TV to the Barry Allen of of the big screen, and and you know, the the idea uh-huh. that if you actually stack either of these two guys and compare them to the comic book, you know, straight up comic book Barry Allen, there's there's not a, a whole lot of similarities between the two characterizations. No. I mean, you could pull some out, but they are very different and unique characters. Oh. If they're really unique characters. I mean, it is it it is a multiverse too, but 
a lot of people today with Flash, they're used to, like, um, in my generation and your generation, I think, they're used to the Justice League animated Flash, which is, you know, kind of a jokester. He's much lighter. Wally West. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And the Barry isn't really like that in the comics. Yeah, you know, um, actually, the the, so the the Justice League Unlimited take of the character, it's interesting because that show uh, followed, of course, you know, the Batman, the animated series, and the, what was the Superman one? Was it Superman, the animated series? Or was it the Adventures of Superman? Uh, Adventure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Superman, I think. So in Adventures of Superman, when they introduced the uh, the, the first Green Lantern on that show, they, uh, the Green Lantern, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Karen, but I, I think the Green Lantern in the comics at that time was Kyle, but they wanted to tell Hal Jordan, so what they ended up doing is kind of combining the characters into one, so that he was Kyle, but oh, he yeah. kind of looked like Hal. Is that right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. So, I mean, I know that that's one of the things that during that era – they were trying to pay homage to the characters that have come before, but were very cognizant of, you know, younger viewers uh, like us that were, were kind of being introduced to these characters for the first time. And so you're right, oh, yeah. kind of seeing that that continuation of the fact that we, uh, many of us are kind of coming to this with our, our pre-exposure uh, to the characters through that animated series. It is it is interesting. And um, yeah, even though that was Wally West, they didn't really call him Wally until like, the big grand finale of like the first era of that show. Uh, that was, um, oh gosh. Was it Starcross? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Starcross. Loved that one. And, uh, you know, Wally's all like, well, you know, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I trust you guys, but I'm not really yes. ready to. And then, you know, Bruce is just like, Wally West. Bruce Wayne. So I know he's got he's got it all figured out, and then later on in Ult, uh, an Unlimited, when uh, when what was it? Oh, Lex Luthor takes control of his body and pulls off the mask. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Great Brain Robbery. Oh, I yes. Ah, oh, that was the best. Yeah, it's just I have no idea who this I have is. No ah, <laughs> oh, it's a great one. Yeah, look, the the Justice League Unlimited, uh, you know, that the the benefit of that show was really kind of the whole Bruce Tim era had built up to to what they could do on that series. And you know, in many respects, I feel like DC TV is benefiting in a similar way because they've laid all the groundwork with Flash and Arrow and Legends and uh, and Supergirl. This crossover this year, what did you think about uh, Crisis on Earth X? That was so much fun. Oh my goodness. Oh. Took it to a whole new level. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm like, what are they going to do next? <laughs> well, so that's the like, thing. How, how can they top that? They used Crisis in the name this year. But do you think that might yeah. be a continue? Like, could we see a, a different Crisis next year? I don't Well, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening. The, the, I was thinking about it. Uh, the, only, the only thing I could think of that might top this year is if they were to bring in like the Trinity or like a, a Trinity of sorts. Um, well, I mean like one of the benefits of this multiverse is that without a Batman, uh, Superman and and wonder woman, it has allowed these other characters to really, you know, fulfill those role with flash arrow and Supergirl. And so, you know, I, I would not necessarily want those characters to come in in any kind of permanent way, but I do like the idea of, of pulling in like, you know, 
Tom Welling's Clark Kent as a Superman for a big like multiverse crisis type of experience. Um, and you could, you could even do some fun things with Wonder Woman. There was the canceled series or they could actually, you know, if Gal Gadot wanted to pull in a TV cameo and just like completely break the, uh, the, the, the airwaves, that would be amazing. Well, the thing with that is that this is my personal belief, though. With Flash, with Arrow, with Legends, all of the other heroes finally have their chance to get out from the the big three shadow. Mm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when, like, when Superman was on Supergirl, it suddenly became all about Superman, and Supergirl suddenly just in the background. And I'm like... What happened? No. Because mm-hmm. there are so many, there's there's so many movies, there's so many shows, there's, it's just, there's so many more heroes they can use than the big three. Oh, it's true. And actually, you know, one of the, uh, I, you know, I, I hate to, to hate to say this, but, but something of, of, you know, the, the failure or pseudo failure that the Snyder verse has been in the movies, I think has kind of yielded a good opportunity for DC to kind of put their top tier heroes to the side and maybe do some mining. And, you know, maybe let's, let's spend some time. Let's build up a blue beetle franchise. Let's, let's build up a flash franchise. Let's build up, okay. you know, um, you know, maybe I mean, the Tana justice League what, dark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look at what they're, they're finally bringing out Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right, well, hey. if, if that's even, is that still going forward though? I hope so. Yeah. You know, there's so I, much. I, has really been up do, I do like Billy. He's cool. We'll see what ends up happening. Um, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a great year for film. We are uh, just a couple days away from this upcoming star Wars film. You know, I said oh. at the top of the show, no star Wars spoilers, but uh, you looking forward to episode eight. I definitely am. I'm uh, on Sunday. My family and I actually have a, we're going to a kind of a private screening. Oh, what? Karen, you got the hookup? Yeah. Okay. How'd you get, um, how'd you get that? Oh, yeah. Uh, my stepmom is like the best stepmom for a week. All right. All right. Well, if, if she ever wants to hook us up with oh, some yeah. private screening type tickets or anything like that, you know, just let us know. <laughs> with that, with that, well, that'll be fun. got to get up to Denver then, man. Uh, yeah, I've never actually, no, wait, I have been to Denver once I, I went skiing. Uh, it was cold. <laughs> that was yeah. my, that was my different experience, but yeah, next time for sure. Well, yeah, I know I'm, I'm, we're, we're stoked for that as well. I've, I've got, uh, my, my ticket on Friday bought and I plan on from Thursday at noon to Friday at noon, just being completely just disappearing from the internet altogether. So one way or the other, we'll have this episode yeah. out before then. Any final thoughts or anything before I let you go tonight? Um, you know what? I want, um, Mark Hamill's trickster back. Yes. I want, I want a trickster episode. (sighs) All right. So do you think uh, if we get him back, do you also want kind of trickster junior to come along with him? Maybe. I don't know. He really handles it well by himself. Like the crossover episode after that one where, you know, junior was just kind of MIA. I I thought it was great. He holds his own. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, between, you know, James and Axel, I would still rather have James because it's Barry and not Wally. Right, that's right. 
Well, and, and, you know, with, with Mark Hamill, you know, obviously episode eight's coming out. Uh, maybe he's got some free time on his hands before the next one, or who knows what's going to happen in this one. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. We'll just say that one way or the other, uh, ideally Mark Hamill's going to have some free time. So they'll they'll pull him back in. He loves doing that. That's the thing. You could tell he really loves that character. Oh, definitely. Sweet. Well, Karen, thanks so much for calling in and uh, happy holidays to you. And uh, yeah, enjoy the, uh, the nog at the clubhouse. Oh, yes. The dog at the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, Karen. Thanks so much. Happy holidays. Bye. All right. Let's see. I don't know why I couldn't get Bell in that one. Maybe it's like Beetlejuice. If I just say Bell three times and Bell, Bell, Bell. It's Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice? Yeah. I, 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 um, I'll allow it. it you it. said you said bell three times. <laughs> well, hey man, I'm sorry. I tried to call you back in for like this is this has just been the 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 theme of the evening, and honestly, it would not be a call in show without us constantly losing you throughout the night and everybody getting a chance to uh, to drink at every turn. So, uh, one way or the other, man, glad glad to have you here back on. Uh, as we kind of close things out, uh, this has been such a wonderful Grandma Esther's eggnog-induced Christmas call-in extravaganza. Uh, I, I think putting part four in the books, man, I, I, I'm proud to do it. Yeah, man, it's been—it's always a pleasure, even though I get disconnected and spend most of the show alone. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even listening? No, I listen, but like, you know, it's... I sit there and I catch myself responding to stuff and everybody's ignoring me. And I'm like, why aren't they like paying it? Oh, wait, I'm not on the call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get it all figured out for, uh, for the end of the year. Um, you know, for those, uh, for those of you who, who have never listened to flash TV talk, this is your first episode. And for some reason you stayed all the way to the end. Uh, first of all, welcome. Uh, if you enjoyed that, you're going to love the rest of it. Uh, and also, you know, we want to let you know that, uh, yeah, we're, we we are about to go on hiatus here with the with the series, the mid season hiatus, um, and so during that time, we we want to keep up with you, know what's going on. So be sure to uh, check out our social channels. You can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, Flash TV Talk. In both regards, you can follow Bell at Ring That Bell. You can follow me. I'm at the Real Bo York. We do another podcast called Panel to Screen, where we will have a spoilerific review coming out very soon about the upcoming Star Wars series. Uh, Star Wars series? No, Star Wars. Television, uh, television. Blah, 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 blah. I've been having movie. a Bo movie, the new movie, the noggin, the noggin movie, <laughs> uh, the, the, the bottle of eggnog and bourbon. I think I just switched to straight up bourbon at this point. <laughs> it happens, man. It happens. But yes, no, of course, uh, episode eight, we will be reviewing that for panel to screen here very soon and uh, looking forward to bring that to you over there. And so, yes, you've got several ways to keep up with us that we encourage you to do. Uh, might be playing a little injustice here and there. Injustice too. Yeah. Electric Boogaloo with Adam. Star Wars Battlefront. Star Wars Battle. Uh, no, not that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Check out check out some, some shenanigans backlog. If, if you've not done so already, uh, yeah, consider supporting the show through Patreon. You get uh, access to some additional goodies, including some shenanigans episodes uh, where you've got uh, things like an entire rant on uh, Battlefront 2. But, uh, but man, it is... It has been a, a a wonderful night. It has been definitely one for the the history books. We have drinking plenty of the old eggnog. We have uh, talked to wonderful friends and families from across the airwaves. Uh, we've been able to geek out. Bell has uh, unfortunately been just staring at the chat. Yeah, but but man, hopefully you you felt the love though, right? 
Oh, of course. I always do. Okay. Either that or it was the nog. I don't know. It's well, and that's the thing, man. When it all comes down to it, it all comes to the nog. And here it is, man. What better way to play us out this year than with noggin on Grandma Esther's door? Take this drink from me Cause I can't drink it anymore It's got too much bourbon for me Feels like I'm knocking on Grandma Esther's door Hey, 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 hey Knock, knock it on Grandma Esther's door. Hey, 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 hey. Knock, knock, knock it on Grandma Esther's door. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock it on Grandma Esther's door. Pouring some out for you, but not really because I'm drinking it. Best eggnog in the world! The most alcoholic grandmother in the world. Love you, Grandma Esther. Merry Christmas. And to all 